48 and 10. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. If you've been forged by fire, this message is for you. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Facebook, YouTube, podcast world. This is another episode of Spitting Fire with Keatris, and I am your host, Keatris Keys. And tonight, we're into the second installation of the debut of Forged by Fire, Built God Tough, with the second set of authors. Yes, these ladies are coming in hot on tonight. They're coming in to share their stories of being forged in the refiner's fire and coming out and being presented to God himself as pure gold. Because that's actually what going through the refiner's fire is all about. Is God beating us and, and getting all of that icky, icky stuff out of us and then presenting us to him so that he can see his reflection in us. So on tonight, without further ado, we're going to bring out the next set of co-authors of Forged by Fire, Built God Tough. Y'all get ready because these ladies are sharing their hearts on tonight. Hey, Rayshonda, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. So good to have you with us on tonight. Ariyinka, how are you? Hello, everybody. Uh, good good to you. have you on tonight. Good to Thanks have you. So me. glad you are here with us. Tiffany Carter is in the house. Hey, Tiffany, how are you? Hi, y'all. <laughs> hey, Tiffany, how you doing? I'm fine. Good to have you on tonight. And we have Miss Pamela Connolly in the house. Hello, Pamela. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. So glad to have you with us. And we have Miss Robin Connolly. Hey, Robin. Hi. How you doing? Good. Doing good. Good. I am so excited to have you ladies in the building on tonight. And looks like we have Miss Anjanette Watts trying to come in. She is on the road traveling, so we may be having some technical difficulties with her. Hey, Anjanette, can you hear me? She has her, her microphone on mute. So I'm so glad to have you ladies with, hey, Anjanette, can you hey. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now, I'm sorry I did. Okay, good to have you. <laughs> and then we have coming up, Miss Kern Cherries in the building. Hey, Kern, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm fine. Great. Glad to be here. So glad to have you ladies with us on tonight. And we are not going to prolong the time. We are going to get into these interviews. And I'm going to start out with none other than the than the Miss Anjanette Watts from Columbia, Mississippi. We are glad to have you on tonight. Um, Anjanette, the title of your chapter is The Christ-Like Husband. So can you tell us a little bit about your chapter? Yes. Um, hello, how's everyone doing? Um, I um, was inspired to um, write my chapter on um, something that my husband and I had faced um, in our marriage uh, 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 due to my part, but um, the Christ-like husband was inspired from me having an affair in my, in my marriage and the way that my husband loved me uh, through our, our um, difficult time in our marriage. So um, basically, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, so 
so um so yeah basically it was it was inspired from the way my husband loved me like christ uh in the midst of our crisis <laughs> that's amazing and you know it's so um it's so different for a woman to share that point of view usually we are hearing men that are talking about um having um about with infidelity but i give you a shout out for being courageous enough to share that portion of your story to share that portion of your life with us and to shine the light on the love that your husband had for you because it's you as we all know it's hard for men to accept the fact that their wife may have had an affair on them and it does something to them because you know their their, their guy friends may be looking at them a certain way and so it is amazing that he has stood by you through all of this and now that you all you all present yourselves now as a unified front and you are able to help other couples know that you can come through these type of things without having to go through divorce and if so many other couples would do what you guys are doing so many marriages can be saved so this is absolutely amazing that you that you stepped out and decided to share that portion of your story and your life with the world i give you a big old shout out sister. <laughs> thank you thank you because i need it yes yes, yes. Um, let me just um mm -hmm. let me read a portion just one a little portion of your story it says this was not supposed to happen to us we vowed we would be the ones to break the cycles of dysfunction in our lives the ones that would do marriage the right way the ones that raised our kids and family under the principles of God, leading and showing them a godly pattern. Talk about that just a little bit. Uh, yes. Um, like most um, young couples, when they get married, you know, they have high expectations for their marriage, how they see their marriage, how they would like for their marriage to be. And it's so easily said and done that, you know, I don't want to be like mom and them. I don't want to be like grandma and them. I don't want to be like uncle and them. I don't right. want to be like the people that I've saw before, but um, little do we know sometimes that um, the struggle that we're having in our lives is due to generational curses. Exactly. And it's not that easy to overcome by just saying, uh, by, by just word of mouth. It's, it's, it, it comes overcoming uh, generational curses. It right. comes with a fight. It, it is not yes. going to be easy. And um, what I had to realize is that I was dealing with a real spirit and spirits are, you know, they're not fake. They real. And right. So um, we had to uh, learn how to overcome that. And so that uh, and, I, and allow God to truly set me free as well. Even in my the midst of my brokenness, he realized he had to be set free in some areas, too. Um, right. Because one thing I never really said about it, although. I was struggling with something. He was struggling with something too. He might didn't go as far as I went, but at the same time, uh, it was uh, an issue, underlying issues that really needed to be dealt with uh, all the way to the root of it. And right. so, um, so yes, um, I know that um, even how difficult it is, even as a pastor, uh, where people look at us as um, an example to the community, but what most people don't realize is that most people that you see standing in front of you, the only reason they're standing in front of you is because of all they have went through and Come they on. have allowed God to bring them out of. And Come I'm, on. Ashamed. I'm no longer ashamed of anything that I went through. I went through a lot. I went, I went through, I've been through abuse. I've been through a lot. But at the same time, I'm, I'm saying yes. I said yes, because I want someone else to be set free. And if we can help somebody else's marriage by what we have endured, um, was it easy? No, no, it has not been easy. But at the same time, you know, we're willing to um, tell our story so that someone else can see that they can overcome it. That's absolutely amazing. And that's what we need in the day and time we're living in is transparency and authenticity. Somebody who's going to let us, you know, shine the light and say, look, I didn't just arrive here. I went through some things. I've been forged in the fire. I was, you know, I went through the refiner's fire and God had to get this stuff up out of me. So, yeah, yes. this is what is definitely needed in this day and time. So many young marriages are suffering. And then <clears throat> we have so many older people that have been married for years. But you know what they do? They act like it's just, you know, all peaches and cream. They haven't had any arguments. 
And if you got two people of different mindsets, you're going to have some type of disagreement somewhere yes. along the way. <laughs> and so it's just amazing that you have, you know, been transparent. And, and I just, you know, I, I just hats off to you guys for sharing your story. Hats off to you. I appreciate you saying yes to yourself, saying yes to God and saying yes to this anthology. It has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I thank God for you as well, for being such a visionary to help us um, to, to bring our story to light. So um, kudos to you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. What an amazing story coming from, I like to say, the Anjanette Watts. Yes, we, we need that in today's society, transparency and authenticity. So let's see who I'm going to call up next. Let's see who 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 I want to who I want to talk to me. Let me see y'all. Uh, let me talk to Miss Robin Connerly, all the way from uh, well Starkville, Mississippi, by way of JS, Mississippi. Hey, Miss Robin Connerly, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing good. So glad to have you. So glad to have you on tonight. So let me ask you. Let me start off by asking you, Robin, what made you say yes to this project? Well, um, I saw all the flyers initially, but I didn't say anything. And then um, my sister Pam and I were just talking and we decided to uh, tell our mom about the um, book project. And when we were talking to her, she just was talking to us as if we had already uh, were, as if we were already in the project. And so we was like, okay, well, that'd be a sign. And then we asked her about being in it. And when she said yes, that really was like, okay, if she says yes, and she's 69, about to turn 70, and has never written anything, you know, um, surely we can do it as well. And so we said yes then, but then we prayed about it. And I promise we asked for like a, you know, we prayed about it, asked God, okay, God, if you want us all to be in it, then this is what we need you to do. And he did it like in a couple of minutes. And so we said, okay, we have to be in this. And that was it. We Amazing. Said, I'm so glad that you said yes <clears throat> to this project and your sister's taking the ride with you along with your mother. That is absolutely amazing. That is absolutely amazing. So I'm glad to have you, um, you know, in this project. I'm glad you said yes to yourself. I'm glad you said yes to God. And the title of your chapter is The Refining, Public, Painful, But Purposeful. Talk about that title for us just a little bit. Well, I, when I said yes to the project, I was just um, walking just around the house because I was wondering what, I, what the Lord wanted me to write about. And I heard PPP because, you know, in, this, in the day of the pandemic, they gave out the PPP loans to help people, you know, get from one place to another. And instead of, uh, he wasn't talking about the PPP loans, though, he said, I want you to talk about that uh, relationship that you were in. The, the failed relationship that you don't really talk about anymore. And he said, he gave the words, you know, painful, public, but purposeful. So it came from him. So <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Now I'm going to read a portion of your story. And then I want you to elaborate um, on this portion for us. I was trying to make things happen according to my timing. I was pursuing an out of season blessing and finding myself asking God, is it okay? to be in this relationship. I guess as good as God felt, he knew I already knew the answer and he remained silent. He has no requirement to repeat himself. The teacher is silent during the test. God was silent during this test, probably hoping I'd pass, but since he's all knowing, he already knew my choice. As this relationship progressed, I felt we needed to break up, and we did. Mm -hmm. However, we ended up getting back together. All the while, this was costing me intimacy with the Father. Yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> well, that's, that sums up the story. Um, I found myself, you know how you can be a certain age, or you're in college, you make these five-year plans or these 10-year plans for your life, and then you expect your life to go according to that plan. 
But sometimes there are hiccups and there are places in your life, they don't go according to your plans. But my scripture is, you know, we have all these plans in our heart, but God's plans are the ones for our lives that prevail. And so right. I just was thinking, got this word from uh, my pastor, you know, he prophesied and he heard wedding bells. And, you know, being single, I was like, okay, okay, I wasn't dating anybody, but, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. My, uh, in my heart, you know. And so I tried to make a relationship happen that was not supposed to happen in that timing. And I had no peace about it. You know, I, that's why I was asking other people, you think it's okay? And, you know, because God already knew I had asked him and he said, you know, get out. But I was like, well, I'll stay in it. Then I got out for a little while and then got back in it. And I just kept choosing my will over his will. And so wow. that's why he had to put me in the fire. And I said, public, painful and purposeful. Cause you know, when you go through things in private, it hurts and right kind of hide it but if you have this relationship that you're in you don't got engaged on told people and then it's in public and it ends that is like uh i call it humiliation but god will allow humiliation to humble you to get you to where you need to be and to show you i guess for me i was saying one thing with my mouth you know, i love you lord and you know i'm sold out i surrender to you but when it came to choosing between what i wanted and then what he wanted for me at the end of the day, I chose me over him. And so that, that's what caused me intimacy because I kept choosing someone else over him. Wow. And it takes a lot of guts for you to, to sit on this stage and say that you kept choosing something else, yourself or someone else over God. How many of us have been in that predicament in our lives where we just don't want to say it? I know I have. You know, you you put your will and what you want and you think, oh, this this is going to work out. But you know it within your heart of hearts. You've heard God say no, but you're steadily saying, well, I wish, you know, I, if I do this and if I do that, it'll work out. And then God will put his stamp of approval on it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> we know that's absolutely crazy in our minds. We know that. But we still want what we want when we want it. And so it's it's just amazing that you share that portion of your story with us and let us know that, yeah, it was painful. I went through it in the public, but it had a purpose. It did. It had a purpose. And so, uh, you know, within that purpose, now you know that when God says no, Robin need, to, Robin need to lay back in the cut and wait on what God got for her, right? Right. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. I am so grateful that you shared that story with us, especially being a young woman in today's society, because there's so much pressure on young people to date and get married and just have this, you know, immaculate life. But if we don't keep God at the forefront, if we don't keep him front and center, we're always subject to make the wrong moves, to make the wrong choice and to put him on the back burner instead of keeping him at the forefront. So I commend you on sharing that story with us. I commend you on saying yes to yourself. Yes to this project. Yes to God. And, and, and just keep growing and going like you are, because, you know, we started out in Finally Free Together and so many things have transpired in all of our lives since then. So it's absolutely amazing to be on this journey with you as well, coming over from Finally Free. I just appreciate the spirit that you have. I appreciate the beautiful smile you have. And I want you to keep on keeping that smile going, girl. Don't you stop. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Robin. Wow, what an amazing story coming from Miss Robin Connerly talking about the, the relationship that she was in, how it was public, painful, and purposeful to let us know that we cannot put anybody or anything before our God. Wow. We're moving on all the way to the UK. We're bringing Miss Adi Yinka Kalani to the stage. Welcome, Yinka. can't hear you yeah thank you thanks for having me you are welcome i'm so glad to have you all the way from the united kingdom our international author yes <laughs> so glad to see you on tonight and the title of your chapter is refined to shine uh, yes talk about it yes um i i actually called it refined to shine because I wanted to talk about um, how God uses the difficult circumstances we go through to actually refine us and remove 
thinks that and um you know the things that he he doesn't find the attributes in us that he doesn't find that don't that do not glorify his name yes. so he generally you know he's he's the one that applies the heat and right. he generally just takes away everything that is in us that doesn't glorify his name and eventually we come out pure as gold and i think that's what god has done with me with my journey you know in the last couple of years Praise God. That's absolutely amazing to know that God purifies us. He refines us in his fire. And you know, these trials and tribulations and troubles that we go through, these diagnoses, we get all the things that we face. The Bible tells us to count it all joy, yeah. to count it all joy. And when we find ourselves in the refiner's fire, we have to know that it is for our own good. It may not feel good at the time, but once it's over, once that that particular trial is over and we come out, we don't look like what we've been through. We don't smell like what we've been through because, uh, I mean, look, you titled George Refined to Shine. And let me just say that you are shining up in here on tonight. So you really don't look like what you've been through. Let me yes. read a portion of your story and I want you to elaborate on it for us. Multiple sclerosis is a lifelong incurable neurological condition where one's immune system attacks the nerves, disrupting communication between the brain and the body. Trust me, it is by no means a simple disease. The years following my diagnosis, early years of my journey with MS were difficult and mired with trials and tribulations. Unable to care for my family and more importantly, my baby. I quickly slipped into anger and depression. My faith was shaken and my relationship with God tenuous at best. In that season, praying became alien to me. Again, a father's love is boundless and unconditional. I didn't feel it then, but he never left me. Over a decade into MS, I remain standing and my faith in God, hallelujah, is stronger than ever. Talk about it, Yinka. Yes, um, I actually got diagnosed just as my, my son was turning one and um, it was really difficult. I literally, I was planning a birthday party for my son and suddenly my legs just weren't working anymore. My arm wasn't working anymore and... Um, I had problems with my sight. And at that time, I um, had never heard of multiple sclerosis. I literally had, you know, I did not know anything about it. And all of a sudden, you know, I couldn't do anything. You know, I literally was, I couldn't walk. You know, it, it could take me almost 30 minutes to walk from one room to the, you know, from the next room, you know, and it was very challenging. I couldn't believe that, um, God that loved me would allow such a thing to happen to me. So for a long time, I couldn't pray. Wow. I literally mm. found it difficult to pray. And eventually I stopped going to church completely. You know, I just could not believe that, um, you know, a God that actually should, that loves me and cares about me will watch me suffer that much, you know. And, um, Eventually, I literally got to a point where I realized, you know, I couldn't do this journey without God. You know, yes. you know when you when you get you're angry and then your anger just dissipates and you're like, okay, God, what do we do next? Yes. So that was what happened to me, and I just suddenly realized, you know what, this diagnosis couldn't have caught God by surprise. Hello. So there was no reason why I should remain angry with him because it wasn't him that brought it to me. Right. And um, the fact that he did not catch him by surprise meant that he actually would have a way of escape for me. What did you say? Um, the minute I, I realized that and I held on to that, you know, things turned around for me. I, I, I got to a point where I started to, I started my, um, my treatment and things, you know, things improved. Eventually, I got my mobility back. Eventually, my sight came back. Eventually, you know, I got the full use of my arm back. And now I'm at that point where I know that um, however dark things are, God always shows up. 
Yes. And even with any difficult diagnosis we have, whatever name it is, it didn't catch God by surprise. My God. And so we should not run from him. In fact, that's when we need the Lord the most. The most. That is when we need to be praying the praying and you know receiving clear guidance and directions from him. And that yes. was when things turned around for me. Well, it was when I actually returned back to God. And even when I went back to church, you know, when I started physical church again, I still couldn't pray. You know, I yeah. had no personal relationship with the Lord. Because I half of me was still like, I can't believe you let this happen to me. I can't believe you let this happen to me. Right. So it took a while, but you know, God never left me. My God. He never left me. So when I look back now, I could actually see his hand in all the relapses I went through. I could see him carry me through everything. And now, you know, I actually just tell everybody, you know what, however dark it is now, just hold <laughs> on to God. That's it. You're going to come absolutely out. You're going to come out shining and you're going to come out better thank you jesus that's absolutely amazing yinka absolutely amazing you have been refined to shine even going through the trial that you went through and and even having that period of of being in a famine and being in a drought because you were angry with god how many of us have been angry with god Mm. because of something that has happened or transpired in our lives and we just think it just isn't fair why me god and then, and then we have to know why not us for him, for people to know that he is still God, for people to know that he still heals. Somebody has to go through something for yes. people to see his glory. Something has to happen in our life for the glory to shine through us. So why not us? Your story is absolutely amazing. I am so grateful to have met you through Instagram. I'm so <laughs> grateful <laughs> that you decided to reach out and say, look, I want to be a part of this project. I want to tell my story. So many people are battling with diagnoses and they feel like they are alone because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's yeah. saying anything about it. Nobody's saying I lost my mobility and I couldn't move my arms and I lost my sight. But look at me now. Look at what God brought me through. He delivered me out of all of that. And I'm sitting here on the stage today telling you that if he did it for me, he's no respecter of persons. He can do it for you as well. So I commend you for sharing that story with us, for giving us hope and for letting us know that God is still Jehovah Rapha. He's he still is. healing every day. And my he healing is. may not look like your healing, but it's still healing. I yes. absolutely commend you. And I am absolutely overjoyed right now about your story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Wow. Y'all amazing. Refined to shine. He cleans us up and he digs all that stuff out of us so he can present us to himself and he can see his reflection in us. Isn't it absolutely amazing the love that God has for his own? Wow. Now we're moving on and we're going to bring to the stage none other than Kern Cherry, all the way from the beautiful Gulf Coast of Mississippi. Hey, Miss Kern, how are you tonight? I am great. How are you? Doing well. So glad to have you with us. So let me just ask you, what made you say yes to this project, Miss Cherry? Uh, well, you know, I hadn't got a chance to work with you on anything and uh, the title just uh, forged by fire. You know, a lot of us don't know what other people go through to get where they are. People just see the shiny lights and they think, oh, well, you know, she's doing this, that, and this, and, and you could be going through something right then. And people exactly. just assume that you're living this great and everything's going for them and all that kind of stuff. But it, that's just not the case. That's why it's important that we share our testimonies, our stories or testimonies. Right. Uh, and hopefully somebody else will learn from yours and they won't have to go through what you've gone through. Or right. even if they do, they, they at least know they, they're not the only ones. There, right. there are reasons why we go through, through what we go through there. You know, uh, God wants us to share what we do so that he can get the glory, but he can't get right. the glory if you're not sharing your story. Come on, so, come on. So I just believe, I've always said, I'm not really, <laughs> you, as you know, Catrice, 
I'm not the person you, it's hard to pull a story out of me. I can say it better than I write it. But that being said, I know that sometimes you got to write it so other people around the world can see it. And so that being said, I, <clears throat> my goal was to share, you know, a piece of how, you know, I got started. I could have stayed on the path that I was on. You know, a lot of us, as they say, we run the rat race. We just keep doing the same old thing, hoping something's oh, changing. And we yeah. all know if you keep doing the same thing That's and, right. and expecting a different result, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And so um, I talk about the sacrifice that my husband and I made to change our course. And it was a major sacrifice. Many people that uh, that were that we ran into back in the day when I was a lot much younger. Mm-hmm. Said, no, but people wouldn't wouldn't take a chance at driving an hour and a half one way to get to uh, a school, a class five days a week with right. three kids under 10, you know, so so I had to share that because a lot of moms, their first thing is I can't do it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I'm like, you can't do it. You just gotta <laughs> want to do it. That's right. You know, you can do what you want to do. Yes, right. <laughs> so, uh, and so I think it's important for people to understand that because nothing that is worth having is going to be easy. And I think people really need to understand that you're gonna fight because the devil don't want you giving God the glory. Right. So every time you think you should have it easy, I'm telling you, when you're on that easy path, you better have something prepared mentally That's for what's right. coming because the devil ain't going to let you just sleep. He don't want the people he already have. He already right. got them. He's working on the people that he don't have. That's and right. so you must do, do uh, something that may stretch you. It's right. going to stretch you if it's worth having. So that's why for me, it's important to share that story. It's right. important for people to understand that you're not the only one. Exactly. It's not thinking you're the only one because you're exactly. not. That's exactly you're right. Not. You know that's important. Important what you said about so many young, so many young women say, you know, I can't do this. I don't have the means. I can't. But the story that you share with us when you go through the fire, it literally lays out how you started out. Basically, just like all of us doing, you know, being in a certain position and and you could have you could have easily said, look, I have three little children and and this is what I want to do. But there's no means I can't do this. But you pursued and you kept being persistent and you kept being consistent. And you come, you, look where you are now. You're the bus in the seat queen. You understand? <laughs> but but people need to know. And, and you said it in the beginning. They see people see the, the lights and they see what you're doing now. But there's always a backstory. There's always some troubles, trials, and tribulations that we have gone through and, and, and that that have that have laid the path for us. So it's not easy for any of any of us. Yeah, you see us on the stage, on these virtual stages now, and you see us with these lights in our eyes. But baby, when the lights go off and we're not on these virtual stages. It's not all glitz and glamour. It's work. You have to put in the work. And just like you said, if it's coming easy, you better check something out because something ain't going just right. This ain't no easy road. So I'm going to read a pass- passage from your story and it says, God definitely has a funny way of showing us that our purpose may not be what we envision in life. Though I am not currently working in occupational therapy, it did assist me in finding my purpose of empowering and encouraging caregivers and women. Sometimes the path to our purpose may not be straightforward or clear. Sometimes you must go through the fire in order to land where you were called to be. When you let God guide your steps, your purpose will be revealed. And that's what it all boils down to, is letting God guide our steps. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And a lot of times, women, we like to see, we like to plan it all out. We think we got it all structured, the perfect plan laid out. And then the devil come in and say, "Mm, yeah, well, you know, you may not be mine, but God said, I can't test you. Okay. I can't. He did say trials and tribulations. 
That's so right. while you think you got that perfect plan, I'm telling you, and it'll break you down to tears to your knees, right? That's I know right. some of y'all have been there. You know, it'll break you all the way down. But just because he does that don't mean he got you. You got to be willing to get up, pull yourself up and keep going. You know, it is work. Everything you do is work, you know, and to serve God, I always tell people, first of all, serve him out front. Your work should speak for itself. Come God on. say they'll know you by your fruits. What you say? So let your, let your work speak out loud for itself. And I keep telling people, stop hiding. Stop thinking it's okay. I don't know where they put out in the church. We supposed to be hiding in the back. And being secretive. <laughs> God ain't secretive. He's out front. Okay? So we what all know say? what secretive means. So you can't, you got to be out front. He is trying to pull people in. There yes. are people need to be saved. And we, our job, even though we don't under always understand, when mm-hmm. you share this story, somebody, somebody could be saved. That's, That's the right. one thing I got from this anthology somebody's life may be saved from this. Hear any right. story, see any story. I don't know whose story it is, but whoever it is, this book has a purpose to right. touch people's lives. So, you know, I'm just happy and honored to be a part of it. And I thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. So, uh, so thank, I you. Just thank you. Thank you so much for saying yes to the project for saying yes to God. I mean, for just, you know, putting your story out there because sometimes so many of us, you know, when we think we've arrived, we don't want to tell our backstory anymore. We don't want people to know what it was that we come through. Look, that is what gives other people a hope in the future to know. Look, she came through this. She did this with three, three children. Well, I got six and I can do the same thing because God is no respect of persons. I always say that. If he did it for you, he can do it for me. And that's why we tell these stories. That's why we keep these anthologies going. That's why you, every time you look around, oh, somebody else got a book. Yeah, somebody else got a book because we all got stories. We have so many stories that we sit on. We don't want to share. We don't want to uh, let people see, you know, um, into our lives because we're afraid of what they might say. But what about the people that will be changed because of your story? You're going to let them miss out on it because you're thinking about what somebody may say about you. Oh, no, the devil is crazy because I don't care what he say about me. I'm going to tell it. You understand? So thank you so much, Miss Sherry, for being with us. Thank you for gracing the stage and thank you for being a part of this anthology. Thank you so much. Wow, what an amazing, amazing story from Miss Kern Cherry, sharing some of her backstory to let us women know that she had to go through some things to get to where she is, but she did not. Let those things stop her. And if God did it for her, he most definitely can do it for you all that's watching by Facebook, YouTube, listening, wherever you are in the world. Look, God God is still sitting high on the throne. He still reigns supreme and there's nothing too hard for him. Moving right along, moving right along. We going over to Miss Tiffany S. Carter coming to us by way of Huntsville, Alabama, and the ATL. Hi. Hey, Tiffany. How are you? I'm good. So what you want to ask me, Miss Katrina? (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Tiffany. Come on. I love you, too. Girl, let me ask you. When you hear the word, when you hear the word, when you hear the word forged, what do you think of when you hear the word forged? What comes to mind, Tiffany? Well, I hear forged. What comes to mind is me. When I hear fire, I hear God. Because I might have been forged, but he had to be a type of fire because all fire is not good fire. What when you God- say? <laughs> all fire. Because I've been on fire before, but it was in the world, honey. You don't want them type of fires because you're going to be ending up in fire. So I ain't perfect. But honey, this, 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 this woman has been forged by fire from every situation from an early age. And yes. so I just took one of them stories because sometimes we think we get caught up in the in the stories and in the, the, the problems of life. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be sitting on this platform to let somebody, whoever listening to me, you know, my stories are real life. And that's why I wanted to come through 
to the, you know, to a platform to share my stories because I hear people make up stories. I'm like, I know that ain't happening to you, but you know, when you have a real story, but it's not about the story. It's not about what happened to me. It's what's happened through me, through Come these on. stories, because I was paralyzed when I was 10 years old. I was in a coma when I was 10 years old. So you talking about those things. My sister said I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. You just don't know how you could be a little girl and have faith. So sometimes I have to pick up that little girl faith. And when I wrote this story, which she'll tell you the title, I went into one of those hard times because I've had some hard seasons, but I just want to tell people no matter what you're going through today, you understand what I'm saying? You may be going through it today, but if you pull the power out of your pain, then it's just not pain anymore. Then you have that fire. And when you can pull power, because see, the devil wants us to be stagnant by the Come pain. On. He on. wants to cripple us. He wants me to be paralyzed because he's like, if I could take your mind, I could take your thoughts, I could take your identity, but you can't take anything that you haven't given to me. You understand? What you say, New walk. He gave me a new talk. And when I started having this situation of you talking about forged by fire, you came at me at a time where I was praying for my daughter to live, my, my, my 15 year old baby, my baby. And so what God had said when you came and you said forged by fire, God said, now, when you was out there crying and hooping and hollering about your Come baby, yes. don't forget about the deal. OK. And I told God then I said, you know what? Let me detach from everything of this world. I don't care what nobody got to say about me. Long as what? I'm telling the truth, you could talk about the bad of Tiffany. You could talk about my past. You could talk about I probably was that girl from Atlanta that was, you know, you could talk about all that. Yeah. But can you talk about this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a new season. Can you talk about this, honey? Because I'm going to talk my talk because God has set me free. And it says, whoever the son set free. See, I ain't even, I thought people was going to set me free. I thought church was going to set me free. I thought my business was going to set me free. I thought my parents was going to set me free. I even thought my spouse was going to set me free. But the father. What you say? The father. See, I mean, at two o'clock in the morning. Okay, God taught me through my my trials and my tribulations. I began to get on my face. See, I thought it was about the sickness. I thought it was about all these things. He said, "I just need a little, I need a little talk with Jesus." You know, tell him all about it because he's gonna I needed God to pass by my life. I needed him to touch it in a way that it's a thousand women out there. I needed to touch him in a way that it only can reach to an international status. I needed God to touch me in a way because he said I own the universe. So he said the word going to go throughout the universe. I believe I am the light in the world. I believe I am positivity. Come so on. All the darkness sitting up here talking about all this stuff. It's time for us to stand up. If you believe in something, I'm just saying. But what you know. say, girl? Y'all know, know, know what time it is. <laughs> Come on through here. If the darkness can talk about what they got going on, just like okay. you said, it's time for us, who are the children of light, to do mm -hmm. what? Talk about our God talk as about. well. Come on, girl. Talk I love it. it. I love it. That's what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. And <laughs> The title, look, the title of your chapter. You look, you you come in hot. It says, I'm burnt. I'm not burnt. I'm what? I'm better. I'm, better. I'm, I'm not better. burnt. I'm, I'm better. Oh, Lord Jesus. And look, now, in, this little, in this portion, in this little portion, this I'm going to read a portion. It says, in closing, I went through plenty of Job moments. I've been through the fire. The point that God wanted me to realize was always, it's not about the fire. It's about the protector. Mm -hmm. I'm learning every day that God's thoughts supersede mine. God doesn't want us to look at the storms in our life, but to pay attention mm -hmm. to God who does what? Who calms the storm. Hindsight yeah. 2020, yeah. I never saw all the things God had for me, mm -hmm. but now I trust God's plan for my life. I'm grateful in this season that God chose me to be his servant. And I will always tell my story. Oh, I've been you. through the fire, mm -hmm. but with God, I was not burned. Mm -hmm. I'm a diamond. I became better. Let me tell you something. When you become a writer, you really understand who God is. I'm not talking about every writer. 
Until mm-hmm. I went, the Holy Spirit takes your pen mm-hmm. and you read your chapter and it's an out-of-body experience and you don't even remember what you wrote about. Mm-hmm. That's when you know the supernatural power of God has touched your pen. What you said. All I asked from when a little girl, when I was like in first grade, God, my teacher said God could help me write. So I started saying, God, help me write. You understand what I'm saying? And when I think about that, I'm going to take Miss Kern. My grandma just showed up and she ain't even living no more. What she you said, say? let your word speak for you. Every time I would leave my grandma's house, she'd say, how you doing? Travel light, but let your word speak for you. What you say? A lot of younger people, y'all ain't getting these senior wisdom. But when they say, let your word speak for you. See, and you ain't got to ask me about my works no more. My fruit of God, he said, let them, they'll know you by your what? By the fruit. fruit. So whatever somebody might say against you, because when you start being this thing called the light, all the darkness going to kind of come and try to, you know, the naysayers, oh, you ain't this, you ain't that. But let me tell you something. If I don't represent nothing else for you, a lot of folks didn't talk about me, but I'm here. I'm here for it. I could be embarrassed, but I'm going to be blessed in public. What you say? With that, I ain't burnt, y'all. Don't you pity for me, because whoever the sun sets him free, he didn't set me free. What you say? free indeed. Come on through him. Set some of these folks free. Come on through him. Tiffany S. Carter from Huntsville, Alabama. I'm from Atlanta. I stay in Huntsville, though. I love my Huntsville people, too. ATL in the house. That's what I'm talking about. Being, what what she say? She ain't get burnt. She got, got better. And mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what this is all about. When you go through troubles and trials and tribulations, it ain't about what you went through and what, what, what how you feeling. It's about Mm-mm. what you come out looking like on the other side of that thing. And the then it's side. about you giving God the glory, the praise, and the honor for bringing you out, for leaving you here to be a living testimony, but to let somebody else know that, look, he still can do these things. Where is your faith in God? Don't you let the enemy beat you down. Don't you let people steal your story. Don't you let people steal your hope. Your hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. That's what this is. That's what this is. And that's what we're going to proclaim it from the mountaintop, from the Facebook top, from the YouTube top, wherever we got to proclaim it from. Jesus Christ still reigns supreme. He is. He supersedes all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He supersedes all of us. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, you hear people say, well, Facebook going to snatch your video down. YouTube ain't going to play your video. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'm going to call the saints because that's who <laughs> delivered me. That's who set me free. That's who gave me the order to pr- produce this anthology. And that's mm-hmm. what has caused people's lives to be transformed already. So you better be obedient to your creator. I'm talking about God, create the big G God, the one that spoke all of this into existence. Mm-hmm. That's what you better obey. I would rather obey him than man. What y'all say in the house on tonight? That's what I'm talking about. We we talking about God up in here. We <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany has called and you brought the heat. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being a part of this project. Thank you for saying oh, yes you. to God. Thank you for saying yes to God, girl. That's what thank I'm talking you. about. It's been an amazing experience with some amazing women. Amen. It has. It has. Moving right along, we going to Miss Rayshonda Thornton. Come on up. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, Rayshonda. What what made you know that it was time for you to share your story? Why now? Why share your story now? I had just went through a horrible public and painful divorce. And, um, and in that divorce, a lot of things happened and a lot of things happened with my children. And there was, it kept me from saying so much because if I stated too much, um, the courts would take my words and try to try to add more things and more stipulations with myself and my kids. So 
from previous, from earlier, I would just quiet it because I was just afraid of what the courts might do when it came to my kids. But then I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time to not be afraid to share what happened because I'm afraid of if I say something, somebody's going to report it to the judge or, you know, so it was time. And I had been praying, um, asking God, you know, God, when, when. And so right. I was very excited to be able to share and to be able to have my voice back again. So and, praise God. You know, so, yeah. I'm grateful that you said yes to yourself and yes to God and that you have got your voice back again. So many, so many women have lost their voice. So many women have lost their cry. Anybody know about that? So many women have lost their, you know, their innate ability to voice what they're feeling on the inside. But because you, Rayshonda, said yes. Because you found your voice and because you are now speaking out, you're giving another woman hope. You're giving another woman uh, enough to, to say, look, she got her voice back. And because she said yes, I can say yes and I can tell my story and I can get my voice back as well. So I congratulate you for, for stepping out on God's word and doing that thing that he purposed you to do. I am so honored that you can say on today that you got your voice back. Praise God. Amen. Isn't it an amazing feeling? Yes. Very. <laughs> very. So the title of your chapter is Trusting the Refiner's Process to Deliver My Promise. And just a snippet from your chapter, it says, I sank into a deep depression and struggled with anxiety. I lost weight to the point of looking sick. I spent months as a first year teacher, teaching, then crying in the restroom, and then back to teaching. I held close to God at first, but then slowly drifted deeper into my pain and sorrow, losing my anchor in God. I had a couple of rendezvous and was constantly getting tested for STDs. But then you say, I can shout right here because they all came back negative. That's right. Each person that I encountered after the divorce came with stronger demons to penetrate my soul. It felt as if I was being entrapped in a sticky web. And when I fought to get loose, a deeper entanglement. Talk about it. Wow. Whew. Okay. So back in uh, August of 2019, um, my ex-husband at the time, he just, one day he was just, he just woke up and he was like, I'm not happy. Um, I don't want to be married anymore. Um, I want to be single. Just out of the blue. And we had been together for eight and a half years. And I married him when I was 21. And I just started a new job as a teacher. And to have somebody that you, you think got your back. And just all of a sudden, they're like, I'm done. Like, what do you do? How do you feel when somebody just spring that news on you all at, at one time? And so I just couldn't cope with it. Um, my anxiety got really bad. My depression, I was just trying to grab hold to anything and everything. I, I tried to stay with God for so long, but it was like I wasn't hearing God. Um, it was like my depression and my anxiety, it just rose and my flesh was just overpowering my spirit. Um, even though I studied and it just, I just sank further and further and further. I drifted further and further away. And it was just, it was so bad. Cause every, I was in a new season in life and I was with new people. I can't really share with people and with that depression and everything was, that was going on. I was, I really became afraid because it was at that moment, like I really thought like, okay, you know, I can live with this man for the rest of my life. But God, right. he was like, no, uh, -uh. I got something better for you. And so August of 2019, that happened. And then I was like, all right, God, you know, what am I supposed to do next? You know, I'm, I don't even know how I'm supposed to pay 
my bills, but I don't even make enough. And then October of 2019, God said, he told me, he said, I'm going to restore the marriage. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm getting back with my ex-husband. I'm thinking, he's we, he, we're going to be back together. And that's not what God intended because God didn't put us together. Um, And so I was trying to, you know, force different relationships. I was trying to, instead of my husband finding me, I was trying to find Looking my for husband. Him. Yes, yes. And that's how I got caught up in a whole bunch of different rendezvous thinking, mm -hmm. hey, this is my husband. You know, the enemy, he'll whisper right. what you need, what you want to hear, what you're looking for. And then you turn out, he just a, a wasted body, you know. And so, yeah. God, I really, it was a moment that happened in my life. I, I, I surrendered my life to God, back to God. Yes. July 19 of 2020. And the day after that, my 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 vehicle, the Tahoe that I had, it got the guy that I was entangled with, it got shot up like, mm -hmm. like all the way shot up. My kids, because of that situation, my kids were taken from me. They weren't there, but the courts deemed me as unfit because of that situation. And and I was like, you know, God, I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired of trying. I'm I'm tired of trying to fulfill the role of trying to help you to help me to get my right. promise of restoring the marriage. And so I finally let go of that entanglement. It took it took a while. So it took a while because you know when you're usually trying to break free from a stronghold, mm -hmm. it, it's it's holding you it's, and it's, yes. it, it's gripping you and it won't let go. And so right. I was like, God, if you help me out of this, I promise you, I promise God, I'm going to speak up for you. I'm going to, I'm going to talk. I'm going to be that vessel. And so finally something, I was just like, God, just show me who he is. Just show me who he is. And like at 12 o'clock, I think that that same day, I think I asked God at seven o'clock in the morning at 12 o'clock, God showed me his character and I was able to just let it go. Like, wow. just let it go. And after that, a month later, I said, God, I don't want a man. I don't need a man. I'm tired of looking for a man. And a month later, after I let go, a month later, God brought me my husband. What you say? He brought me. He brought him to me. He found me in the same day that my husband and I began talking. He said, hey, how you doing? And I, and I grew up with him a little bit so i knew a little bit about him and he was like i just want to let you know that god told me that you was my wife wow like, what? so <laughs> i was like what but it was because i surrendered my life back to god and got refocused and i didn't let my anxiety and my depression just keep hindering me from being intimate with God, like one of exactly. the ladies said. So right. I was able to get the best that God had for me and to had stop settling wow. what I thought, my will. So, What an absolute amazing story, Rayshonda. Because you, and what you said was key. You relinquished your control. You took your hands off of it. You just said, God, I'm tired. I'm, I don't want this no more. And you just gave it to him. And it, it, it happens so many times in our lives. When we relinquish control, when we take our hands off of it, God can start doing what it is he need to do because he don't need our help, Rayshonda. He don't need us to help him out. <laughs> but we think he does. We think he does at the time. You know, I'm going to help him out a little bit. But he don't need our help. And look at how, how he has blessed you since then. Look how you have grown since then. Look how you can smile now, girl. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for saying yes to this project, for saying yes to yourself, for saying yes to God. And thank you for sharing your story with the world because your story is really a story of, of restoration, of how you know you ventured so far away from God and you've done the things that you thought you needed to do to maneuver and, and to get what you needed. But at the same time, when you relinquished and when you said, God, I, I can't do this, he was still there extending his arms and say, look, you're my daughter. I'm still going to bless you with that thing that I told you I was going to bless you. And that's the abs that's that's the God we serve. That's how amazing he is. Thank you so much, Rayshon. Thank yes, you so much. Thank you.
Moving right along, we gonna bring to the stage right now, Miss Pamela Connolly, Starkville, Mississippi, by way of, yes, JS, Mississippi. Hey, Pam. <laughs> hey, Katrice. How you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great, Pam. So glad to have you with us on tonight. So Pam, let me ask you a question. What does fire mean to you? Well, when I hear the word fire, I, I hear instantly burning. I hear uh, disintegrate. I hear um, change from one state to the next and I hear consuming fire God. So those are the things that it means. What you say? Wow, that's amazing. You 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 just summed it all up. You summed it all up. I mean, you just put it on out there, Pam, you know, and I knew you was going to put it out there. That's what you do. And let me just tell you right now while we on and we going we gonna to talk, but don't you get on here and act brand new and don't don't start that trying to hold back. You better say what does say the Lord. Okay. And now, Pamela, the name of your chapter is Refined for the Recirculation, the Marketplace. Yes. Talk about it. Well, as I was writing and I was, there were many stories going through my head and I was trying to pull it in to kind of let it make sense and not be all over the place, you know, and try to, to just own in. And as I heard the title, I was in the midst of writing and then God was like, this is the title. He just gave it to me in pieces. It just really didn't make sense. But as he said it, I just put each word behind the next. And he was saying to me that, um, recirculation go back and find the recirculation of the the, the the gold and the silver it comes out sometimes in circulation before it's purified in its crude form and it has to go back to go through that fire to get purified mm -hmm. to get its value then it can go into the circulation then it can go into the marketplace then it can have value then people can invest in it then people can get some value out of it and he said mm -hmm. with you hmm, hmm, try to take your little self <laughs> into the uh into circulation before time and when what you, you say time and you have not been purified not saying that i have arrived or purified in any kind of way mm -hmm. but in the different levels of purification i'll say in the different areas of purification when going from one level to the next level to the next level i couldn't jump 10 steps i had to go through the process and I had to trust god mm -hmm. with the and i can't go from one to but i gotta go Go through the way the Lord want me to go through it. If he want to go from one to a hundred, then I'll go from one to hundred, but I can't take it on my own and take myself right. from one to a hundred because then I'll end up at, I'll end up at a hundred on my own and he'll back off and let me have it. And I'll be up there uh, purified and I'll have to go back through the fire to be purified. I'm saying what you that, but that's what happened. <laughs> that's what, what I tried to go up from one to a thousand. And I got out there and, I, and he let me be out there. <laughs> he let me be out there with my unpurified self, doing some unpurified things, okay? And, uh, and so then he had to come, pull me back. <laughs> and it was embarrassing, pull me back, <laughs> pull me in, call me uh -huh. irrelevant, <laughs> shut your mouth and don't talk for 10 years. What you say? What yeah, you say? But there's mm, a time mm. you could and there's a time when you can be irrelevant or God can say, I didn't tell you to say nothing, so don't say nothing. Okay? My God. So when God shuts you, you're going to shut. You're going to shut. Until it's time to open up again. And I just thank God that even with the pandemic, you would be like, a pandemic? You know, a book, an anthology. You don't know what God would use to, to restore. You don't know what God would use to take your story for his glory. And I just thank God just for all the people that I've met, I thank God for you, teachers, you, uh, you, Tiffany Talks. I thank God for you, Anjanette. Thank God for you, Kern Cherry. I thank God for you, Rashonda. I thank God for the other people in the book. I thank God for how you people are rising to shine. I thank God how they take their, they are vulnerable. And as she talks about how her husband loves her as a Christ-like example, my God. I thank God how people are talking about how they rise to shine. I thank God how they talk about they are better and not burnt. My God, I was bitter and burnt. But thank God that she was better and not burnt in the name of the Lord. I thank God for, for Rashonda being able to be transparent and vulnerable and open and telling about situations that somebody wouldn't tell about. I thank God for each and every one of you. I thank God for your teachers and your vision of this refined and this refiner's fire because it didn't come by, I'm sure it wasn't cheap and it didn't just come by a fly by night, uh, a little fluty by night. And I just thank God that he allowed me to research. Like, I thank God for the re. I thank God for uh, having uh, 
uh, not a, a prefix that I can come back and do again. I thank God that he can recertify me. He can re recirculate me. He can, come on. He, he can refill me. He can, he can refurnish me. He can rewash me. He can come on. Me forever. And I just thank God. I thank God for the renewal. I thank God for the what renewal. What you say? On this, on this call, on this line, if you're on the live on tonight, I speak into your life of renewal, a refreshing like none other. I speak, I, the, the, the enemy may tell you a lie that you over. Huh? It's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. Say, it's say, a lie. You can't do it no more. You can't get up. It's a lie. You can get up again. Huh? You can get up again. Huh? You may fall down one time. Hey, you can get up seven more. He may say that it's over for you. Huh? That you, uh, you are paralyzed. My God, and in a coma. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. You're coming forth. And you're coming forth with an international bestseller. Hey. My God, my God, my God. He may say that you can't talk no more, but I, I say open up your mouth and release in the name of the Lord God because it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. The, lie the weapons of your warfare are not They are not carnal. Let me slow it down. But they might. They are you mighty. better talk. To the pulling down strongholds and and with our voices i decree and declare we are pulling down strongholds strongholds wrong relationship strongholds are taking our intimacy and putting something before god stronghold of putting people and things and places and everything before god i thank god for a renewal and a refreshing of the mind oh god that i can i can i can uh lean and totally trust on him and trust the process i thank god praise god that's yeah. what i'm talking about you just went all the way through it. I ain't even have to read what you wrote in the. You just went all the way through it, Pam. And that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Don't come up in here acting like you knew. You know God has worded your mouth. And he's worded all of our mouths for such a time as this to put his word out to bring people in. Because it's been sugar-coated too long. It's been covered up too long. It's been danced around and tiptoed around too long. People hurting. People wounded. People need help. And that's what we are here for. Help is here. Okay? God has worded our mouths to help this generation. To pull somebody's soul out of hell's fire. And that's what this is all about. This this, this is what this is all about. I'm not in it for the fame, baby. I'm in it for his name. Do you understand what I'm saying? For him to be glorified. For him to get the praise. For him to get the, the glory, the honor, and the magnification. It's all about him. It's all about him. God has been so good to each and every one of us. And it will behoove us to open our mouths. And say something. What y'all got to say? Woo! This has been awesome on tonight. Do you hear me? This is what this is all about. Thank y'all so much for saying yes. Thank y'all for taking a part in this virtual book launch. We launched on June 1, 2021 at 10 o'clock. At 10.05, we was bestsellers. We bestsellers in uh, 10 categories. New release, all of that good stuff. And I looked at it today. We still bestsellers. And it's been a week. We still bestsellers, y'all. Do you understand what I'm saying? I told y'all, God told me, don't rely on what Amazon say about you. You are already number one in my eyes because you were obedient, because you said yes to him. He said we were already number one. So he superseded anything we could have asked for after that. He added it all unto us. And whoever is out there listening to this, Obey God's voice. If you don't take nothing else from anything we say, you'll be obedient to the voice of God. And I promise you, he will take you places. He'll put you in places you ain't even been in. He'll put your, your name in people's mouth and they never seen you before. But you got to obey his voice. You got to be obedient to his voice. And so I say thank you to Yinka, Tiffany, Robin, Pam, Anjanette, Kern, Rayshonda on tonight. You all brought the fire. And I love every minute of it. Thank you all so much. I don't have anything else to say. This has been the second episode of season two of Spitting Fire with Keatris. Y'all get ready because we're coming back Thursday night to close this thing out. Same time, same place, 7 p.m. Facebook, YouTube. We will be back. Thank y'all so much. Good night. Good night. Good night. Love y'all.